At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back. It's hour number two, Betting Across America. We are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host out here live from Las Vegas. Your other host today live from Denver, Colorado, James Salinas. Uh, James, we talk about Aaron Rodgers, but Julio Jones moving a needle too in terms of where he could play next year and what that could mean for some of these Super Bowl caliber teams. Uh, be interesting if Atlanta does this or not. Uh, the reports have the Rams, Seahawks. Eagles and Titans in talks to trade for Julio Jones. Uh, would that change your way and how you view those teams right now? Think of the Seahawks. Uh, does Julio Jones play corner? Can he get out there and cover? And <laughs> that's where that to me that's the issue for uh, the offensive line's an issue too. But I think more so that that secondary and in particular not so much. The, I like the safeties that they have there in Seattle, but the corners are it's just it was a struggle for them to to keep up all season long in coverage. And now I don't know the draft capital that has to go into that. I mean I don't even know what they have left as far as draft is concerned. With some of these teams, you talked about. The Seahawks as well as the Rams I mean that'd be a great get for the Rams and wouldn't surprise me that to to go after that now 
thinking about a lot about the salary cap and how does that work with these teams. Uh, I, I don't get into too many of those financial pieces here, but I just feel like for the the Rams, I mean, they're they're leveraging now. They've been doing that with the the trade that they made to get Stafford there and first round picks, etc. I'm not really sure. Is it going to be a second round pick that you're going to have to give up for Julio Jones? Sounds like that's what's kind of been the asking price now. I think they were asking for a first round, but obviously that wasn't really that that wasn't realistic. But thinking of these teams here, if they're going to do that, I, we have the Eagles on here. I thought Julio wanted to go win somewhere because if it's Philadelphia, he's not going to be winning there anytime soon. Right. No, he doesn't have control on where he can get traded. I mean, the Falcons can trade him anywhere. Um, But it's interesting because you have the reports, okay, Russell Wilson and Julio have talked. uh, But, yeah, okay, it doesn't matter if they've talked. Has has, um, the Seattle Seahawks produced enough capital uh, to trade for Julio Jones? And and is that enticing enough for Atlanta? Because that's why they're trading the guy. They're trading him because they don't want to pay him the money. uh, And certainly they need cap relief. And uh, they're rebuilding. Julio doesn't want to be there anyway. So it'll be interesting to see where the Atlanta Falcons trade Julio. Um, But these teams, I mean, the Rams kind of stand out. But like you said, you know, with Stafford uh, salary cap, they can make it fit. Uh, But I'm just curious if the Falcons would even trade or entertain trading Julio to a team that thinks that they're Super Bowl ready. And within the same conference too, Pritch. Right. I guess does that, how much does that matter for a team that's rebuilding though? Like the the Falcons, they they want to they want to get the best deal that they can. So if they can get a, the higher the the more capital they can receive for Julio Jones, maybe that's really the, that's going to be the deciding factor. As opposed to obviously you don't want to trade him within the division. None of those teams are in the, in play for Julio Jones within the division. But even outside of that, I don't know if it really matters that much anymore as far as what conference he goes to. Uh, they, I think Atlanta just wants to continue to stockpile picks and build towards the future. But I think the Rams, how talk about a landing spot there. Uh, they already have some really interesting receivers there and Cooper Cup and, and Woods and some of the things they do creatively offense. What an opportunity if Julio Jones for Julio and that offense to be able to land in Los Angeles and play with Rams, play with the Rams and McVay, who is really such a creative play caller. Yeah, I mean, as far as the Eagles, you might as well stay in Atlanta and go through a rebuild and go to Philadelphia and Eagles. Now, the Titans are interesting because of Arthur Smith, uh, maybe some communication in the front office when you have relationships like that, James, uh, maybe a deal or trade like this is easier to do. Thinking about the Titans, too, though, that's the same thing. I'd, their issue isn't so, so much for me on the offensive side. It's the defensive side. Another team that can't get any pa- pass, can't get any pressure on the quarterback. They can't they can't cover. Dory Jackson's now gone, although he was hit, hurt most of the year and didn't really contribute last year. Uh, just bigger issues for me on the Tennessee side. If you're looking to continue to, to, to climb in that AFC, in that race to get to the Super Bowl in the AFC, it's not the receiver position that I think is the issue for the Titans. So as far as moving the needle for them, yeah, anytime you're going to pick up a, a player the caliber of Julio Jones, it's going to benefit your team, season win totals, those types of things. But as far as being a contender in the AFC, even with Julio Jones, I just don't like where Tennessee's at on the defensive side right now. Yeah, I totally agree right there. Um, you know, what's interesting is the theory of trading Julio to make your team better, and you hear it all over the place. Uh, he's going to be going up against this team's second DB or, or you know, maybe a third DB. But, okay, wait a minute. He's a diminishing player then. I mean, he's, he's a Hall of Famer. Don't get me wrong. He's a great player, great talent. Uh, but yet you're looking forward to him going up against a lesser talent on the other side. Uh, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome into the show. It's Betting Across America. We are presented by uh, BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host out here in Las Vegas. Your other host is James Salinas out in Denver, Colorado. James, the NBA, the playoffs, the games today. Um, 
the 76ers and the Wizards, uh, a big line, a uh, huge line, Washington plus nine um, at home. Uh, I, I look for Philly to close this one out, but I, I'm not going to lay nine uh, for this game. 230 is the total. That gets interesting, too, uh, because of the two teams involved. Uh, break this game down a little bit more for us. Uh, how do you see this game? And, and I don't know if you're on a side or uh, on a particular team or situation in this game. I actually have no investment in this series. I haven't played any of the games. I mean, it's just been a, a one-sided affair when it when it came to uh, the Wizards and, and all the energy and, and a great run for them towards the latter part of the season to get themselves into the play-in tournament, in a sense, and get into and, and have that number eight seed to, to get into the big dance here with the Philadelphia 76ers. But they're clearly overmatched. I mean, the Sixers, Sixers I think, defensively, that's that's the piece where we, we, we know what, what you're going to get out of this team. We've seen it all season long with Doc Rivers coming over and taking over as coach and really cleaning some, cleaning up some of the issues that were going on in the, in the locker room and off the court for that team with the previous coaching regime. And a masterful job by Rivers. Like, they know who they are, what their identity is, and it started on the defensive side. So I think here, it's, it's tough to play this game here mm -hmm. because it's it, – Indicative of the number sitting at nine. I'm not going to lay nine either. I don't want anything of part of the Wizards, though. I don't want to take the nine because they easily could. I, I think we'll see Beal, and he'll give his effort. But he looked a little tired and a little worn down. He's been dealing with a lot of injuries, as has Westbrook. And what is his status going to be? Will he see the floor? And if I, I suspect he will, but how effective is he going to be? Just so many question marks where this game could totally get away from Washington. Sixers come in, and if you're a true championship-caliber team, which I think the Sixers are – Definitely in that Eastern Conference. Uh, these are the kind of games that you don't, there's no let up. It's the total focus to be the champion, get in here, take care of business, handle your business against the poor, especially the defensive side for the Wizards, handle your business against them and, and finish them off. So I don't want to take the nine. I'm not going to lay it. I don't know if I'll get involved with this game. And ultimately, I haven't been involved in the series at all, but maybe looking at the total. Uh, if the Sixers bring it, it's going to be on the defensive side. But do you trust the Wizards to get any stops? Because I think. <laughs> with Embiid and the way that the, the Sixers are shooting the basketball and sharing the basketball too. Seeing Tobias Harris, he's a little gimpy. Uh, he's played very well so far in this series, scoring the basketball from the perimeter. Uh, I like where the Sixers are right now rolling in, rolling through the playoffs, and, and they're going to close them out. It's just a matter of I'm not going to lay nine to, to, to make that bet come true. As some other betting angles in this uh, game, James, are, are player props, uh, prop shop time, shot time here. Uh, Embiid, 30 and a half points, 10 and a half rebounds, uh, two and a half assists, uh, one and a half um, three-pointers. Simmons, uh, 14 and a half points, uh, seven and a half rebounds, assists up there, two, eight and a half, uh, just a half there for three-pointers. A closeout situation for the 76ers. Do you like any of these player props? I think the danger here is if you're looking to play any of these player props over for the Sixers, then you're thinking this is going to be a close game and they're going to be they're going to have a lot of minutes on the floor. That's what would keep me away from wanting to play any overs, even though clearly each one of these players can have. We were talking about Embiid. I mean, he played 28 minutes the last game, scored 36 points, 14 out of 18 from the floor. He got whatever he wanted out there, shooting threes as well. I mean, the, every shots. There's really not much of a not much resistance from that Wizards team to put up. So the only concern for me with playing any of these props. I like them all. I like him beat over, but my concern is if this game gets away from from the Wizards and Philadelphia is clearly starting to a one-way street running away with it, how many minutes is 
Embiid going to get on the floor? That's probably my concern. So maybe you look a little deeper here and for somebody like Curry. Now, Curry's been getting a lot of open looks. He hasn't been getting a lot of shots, but when he does, those looks are open. And I've seen a, seen a bounce in his step out there, veteran player here. I, I might be looking at Curry at 11.5 points. I think he's going to get some opportunities to shoot the basketball and maybe some more minutes, especially if they're starting to run away with this. That's probably where I'd go is look at Seth Curry at over his to- point total of 11 and a half. Okay, on the other side, Washington Beal is at 31 and a half points. Westbrook's at 21 and a half points. 11 and a half uh, uh, rebounds. Basically a triple-double. Uh, 11 and a half assists too. Banged up Westbrook. And those, uh, those are his player props. Uh, one and a half three-pointers. Beal, uh, those are the, really the, the two guys that you want to focus in on, I would imagine, there uh, in this game, 76ers and the Wizards. Yeah, and, and Russell Wilsburg had his best game of the series the other day. Mm-hmm. But, again, that ankle, where where does he stand with that ankle? I think you're going to see both both he and Beal, very competitive players. They'll be on the court tonight. I think they'll give their best effort, and that might be where you would look as, uh, I guess, looking at, I mean, that's a big point total for Beal, though, at 31 and a half, who it kind of looked like, I mean, he's a gamer, and he's going to get out there and push it, but kind of looked tired in that, especially that second half of game three, really just kind of looked at him wearing down front rimming a lot of shots and just didn't have that push in that second half I might be looking to go there with Beal and bet the under on his point total sitting at 31 and a half okay then on to the next game Jazz Grizzlies uh, we know the case here minus five four uh, the Jazz on the road how about uh, prop shot time uh, for this game James Utah Mitchell 25 and a half Conley 17 and a half points Gobert 14 and a half points uh, rebounds up there for Gobert 14 and a half uh, any of these totals uh, props uh, for these players stand out to you looking at Conley and Conley's assist total what is that sitting at seven and a half correct mm-hmm. uh, he's I, and he's he is he's such a tough guard he's got great ball handling skills so quick they run a lot of ball screens with him we're seeing Spider Mitchell coming in now and starting to get more minutes and getting feeling more comfortable but I think definitely Conley looks like he's back to full 100% you know he missed a, a couple three weeks rolling right up into the playoffs so he looks better he looks healthier to me and I think he's going to be able to really facilitate tonight sitting at seven and a half seven and a half assists where we know they're going to space the floor utah is going to space the floor and get open looks and we were talking to jvt in the first hour about that and the amount of the volume of shots that are going up from the outside and the acumen to be able to make those shots are the utah jazz we talked about the team total i like that there for the jazz to go over and i think the, I think Utah is going to get plenty of opportunities for open looks again like they have throughout this series. That's where I'm looking at here with Conley. Conley's already, yeah, he had eight assists the first ga- the, the last game, and he had 15 and 11 assists com- collectively too. Uh, so he's, he's had 30, what, 34 assists in the three games. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's only going to get better for this Utah Jazz team. I think Conley has a big day, but he's going to be the facilitator tonight uh, looking to get his other teammates involved. I like it over seven and a half assists. All right, over seven and a half right there. I mean, they do a great job sharing the rock and then uh just somewhat so deep uh too on the other side you got morant um 25 and a half points four and a half uh rebounds assist games seven and a half as well uh he's really been the standout on the floor for memphis brooks at times uh they need somebody else i'm looking at other role players to see if they can get into the mix here james uh any props here stand out to you 
Valis Junis, I was looking at him, but, you know, he really just hasn't been very he, – he's been having to deal with Gobert. Gobert has been face guarding him a lot in the paint, and they really haven't been running a whole lot of offense through the post here. It's really just been the, the Morant and Brooks show and taking it to the basket, those mid-range shots. They don't shoot the ball well from the outside, and I think that's probably my biggest concern is when you're looking at trying to play some of these players like Brooks or Morant over, yeah, can they get to the rim and, and get their shot? They like to play through contact, very physical players. I like their game, but when it, if you're going to lay off, and I think we're going to see a, a different Jazz team tonight ready to defend that. They've been dealing with that. It's going to be game four, and the adjustments here I think will be to, to try to cut off those driving lanes with help and allow – Memphis to shoot from the outside, probably be looking at potentially. I, I'm not going to go against Morant. Morant's been playing with such confidence yeah, he's out so here. Good at maybe that. <laughs> exactly right, and maybe I mean Brooks is too. They're both really such comp- young competitive players. I like their games here. I don't want to go uh, against either of them just to score the basketball. But maybe it's the under the assist for Morant right now at under seven and a half. Just feeling like he's going to feel. Like, I, I think he's going to feel like he's going to need to shoulder the load offensively tonight and be more aggressive. He's always aggressive. But I think that game three, especially the first half, maybe it was being at home and now the you, you have your fans in the stands, but it's a young team, hasn't been there before. They looked a little tight early in that game. I think that, those jitters are going to be gone now. I think you're going to see a, a bigger game out of Morant going to the basket and scoring. So maybe it's over his point total, but maybe the under is an assist sitting at seven and a half because I think he's going to be looking more aggressively to score the ball. Okay, I like that. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, Valanciunas, um, whew. Uh, he's up against it. Uh, you know, Brooks, he is a, a main, uh, he's a featured player on that roster. Can he step up? I mean, they're certainly going to need him to uh, step up the way that Morant has. Um, 20 and a half, I'm intrigued by that point total right there, James. Looking at, yeah, and I think mm-hmm. with these with these two guys, with both he and Morant, it's very, you know, they dominate the ball. When they have yeah. it, they're putting it on the floor. So they're not moving off the ball and, and working off screens to get shots. They are catching it and putting it on the bounce. And I think that's where you, you don't see as many of the assists coming out of the Memphis Grizzlies because of their style of play and how they want to really get it to the rim with those two guys. It becomes more of an ISO kind of one-on-one basketball game. So, yeah, I think both of them are going to, they're going to have opportunities because they're going to need to score because I think Utah's going to score tonight and, mm-hmm. and score pretty f- proficiently. So yeah, maybe the point totals there. I just, I can't go against them, either one of them right now, right. but I do like the assists and I, I think I'm just going to stick with that. Morant under seven and a half assists. I think he's going to be looking plus the fact that they really don't shoot the ball well. So if they are driving and they are cutting that off, he's going to be kicking it out to, to his teammates that aren't as nearly as proficient as the Utah Jazz shooting the basketball out there. So you got to make them to get the assist <laughs> here, Pritch. So I think he's going to take it more to the rim and I don't know if I trust his teammates to knock down the outside shots tonight you know James a lot of people have the opinion that the Nets are the best basketball team in the NBA it's just a matter of time before they reach the finals and win it Um, if you think the Nets are going to win the title they're they're plus 210 right now but uh, if that's the case if you are a Nets backer is it better to bet Kevin Durant plus 475 uh, or and uh, James Harden um, plus 900 to win final MVP, uh, a better, bigger bang for your buck, I guess, if you will, if, uh, if you think the Nets are just going to run the table here. I don't know if the Nets are going to run the table. I love what we know they can score at anywhere on the floor with those. It's such a difficult guard for any team, but 
you, you know, the number one, you got to stay healthy. We've seen some of these players have dealing with, they've all dealt with injuries this year. All three of them have, mm-hmm. can they stay healthy? We're seeing that with AD right now. I don't think they're, they're nearly as fragile as Anthony Davis has been in his career, but that's always a, a hindrance. But I think as far as the price is concerned, like you were saying, yeah, just plus $2 or two ten for the Nets to win the title. Is it going to be one of those guys that leads them? I was suspected. I mean, Durant's the shorter number there, plus 475, kind of similar to what we, we, we did with the Super Bowl. Now, right. we didn't get way out in front of it. We bet, you know, betting Tom Brady to win the MVP plus 250 as opposed to just taking the money line with Tampa to win the game. You knew if Tampa was winning that Super Bowl, it was going to be Brady that won the MVP. So you got a much better price when you're talking about plus 250. Maybe something similar here if you do it with Durant and or Harden. I just suspected if they get to the finals and it is the Nets that that cut down the Nets and, and win the title, uh, that I think it's Durant is Durant is going to lead the way because he is just the most difficult guard outside of I think Embiid uh, as far as a challenge goes for certain teams. I think Durant is is clearly the best offensive player we have in the NBA. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's phenomenal. Uh, really, James. You know, James Harden. At plus 900, Kyrie at plus 900 too. You know, Harden, uh, maybe he has the attitude because he thought he was the regular season MVP, obviously with the injury. He sat out enough, in my opinion, James, to be as close to being healthy as you can be right now. And uh, if the Nets were to make a run, I mean, James Harden, he he can step up and, and turn into a highlight reel out there. One of the best scorers in the NBA still, even though he's playing guard here, point guard for the Nets scorer for sure like you yeah. said but point guard too or point forward whatever you want to call it for him facilitator right and so he i mean he, he is and he is lighting up i mean he's he's stuffing the stat sheet for sure and getting his players and teammates involved now when you have players like Kyrie Irving and in particular Kevin Durant when you're being able to create something and dish it off to him who the way he finishes yeah those assist totals are going to continue to climb for a player like Harden but yeah I, th- I think he's really embraced that role we saw them we when he came over there how are they how are those three we didn't see a whole lot of it on the court together for the big three during the regular season and that was the question when they made the trade and they got hardened with the Nets was how would the three coexist and how is that in particular with Irving and Harden as as lead facilitator and it was Harden who embraced it and I think that team concept that anytime too but to me I, I think it's just I, I just like Durant he's he's one of those players that it's so whatever adjustments you're going to make within a series and within a game he can combat that because if he wants to take you to the rim he can do that if he needs to shoot over you from three he can do that he can back you down every single level he can score at I just really like Durant's game and I think he is the toughest guard in the NBA yeah you know what I think voters will look at it this way too I mean yes they're better and they're great with Harden but uh, maybe the Nets would have been a favorite with Kyrie and Kevin Durant anyway because Kirk Kevin Durant is that great of a player. Yeah, I, I agree, yeah. Pritch. I agree. He's just—it's just such a difficult matchup. But, but yeah, I mean, you could take a—you could do both. You could put mm-hmm. a—you know, yeah, whatever both, you want to yeah. put the same right and or both. And you're gonna get a if they win. Obviously, they need to win. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be either one of those guys would be the MVP. And you're gonna get a better plus price, even though you can't obviously can't win both. Uh, you're gonna get a better plus price on your return as opposed to the plus two ten. Yeah, interesting way to looking at that. I mean, it's certainly the Nets. Uh, uh, now they're they're taking it to Boston. Uh, maybe uh, some bias here, but uh, it's going to get tougher uh, for this basketball team uh, as they match up against other teams in that Eastern Conference. 
Got to go through the Bucks next, and then uh, it's going to be Philadelphia. Philadelphia is going to end up playing Atlanta. We know that, and Philadelphia is going to have the cakewalk to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. And how much of how, mu- how much of a grind in that Bucks series for the Nets? If the Nets come out of that series, uh, how much of a grind was it to now have to go play one of the best defensive teams in the league? When you're talking about Philadelphia, long way to go for the Nets to get to the finals. Yeah, absolutely, long way to go. Uh, just keeping an eye on this uh, current odds, MVP odds for the N- uh, uh, NBA Finals. Uh, as well as the Nets, uh, who are a favorite right there to win it at plus 210. How about Patrick Mahomes and some comments that suggest he might be on a scorched earth tour this season? Uh, we get to those and James's thoughts on the Chiefs season. That's coming up next. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
Indeed believes less is more. That's why they have powerful tools to help you source, screen, and hire quality people faster. Learn more at Indeed.com slash credit. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas with you today. Um, James, Patrick Mahomes, he's a unicorn. He's great. Some people have him in the Hall of Fame already. Uh, I mean, I don't know uh, if you want to imply anything from these comments, but here's what he had to say. The only record I have my eyes set on breaking, which would be new this year, would be going 20-0. and 17-game regular season schedule and then the run in the playoffs and winning the Super Bowl. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, his goal, the only record I have my eyes set on right now is 20-0. and 0. What do you make of those? And uh, does that change your mind, if at all, on the Chiefs? Uh, here's some betting uh, angles, James. To go 20-0, and 0, they're 40-1. to 1. Um, To go 17-0, and 0, or a team to go 17-0 and 0 is 18-1. to 1. Uh, A team to go 0-17, 14-1, uh, just to throw that out there. But what do you make of Patrick Mahomes and these strong comments? trying to find motivation, I guess, and the long off season that is the NFL and always uh, there's a microphone in your face somewhere. Or you're having a conversation uh, with somebody and got to talk about something to, to keep them motivated and focused. I'm not really sure. I mean, 20 and 0 is not going to happen. Neither would I. And I, I don't think that 17 and 0, it's just, we does, it's so rare that that ever happens. And now you've added another game as opposed to 16 and 0. Now it's 17 and 0. Yeah, it would be the only team to ever do something like that because of the added game. But I, I wouldn't bet though. I'm not. There's no way. It's it's the National Football League. That means not only are you going to be the best team, which I don't think that they are the best team. We saw that play out in the Super Bowl last year with Tampa. Uh, but defensively, that team, so many get they've as far as a betting. Now this is just to win, and we know that it's just wins and losses. It's not ATS. But they were in so many close games last year was Kansas City, and most of it was because of that defense. The offensive line was issues too, but defensively is where the issues are, and you know. I love Chris Jones in the interior of that defense, but that's not a defense to me that is going to keep you and keep you undefeated all season long. I, I don't see it. And then the Chiefs already have a target. They're on everybody. They're on everybody's radar each and every week that they're playing them as are their opponents. And now does this maybe this only adds something else to the bulletin board? Say, oh, you're going to go undefeated, so you're going to work us too. <laughs> something else for their opponents to find some motivation more so than I think for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, you know what, James? I prefaced it seriously. I mean, he's a great quarterback, and and I don't know. I mean, some people say he's a Hall of Famer already, which, I I mean, uh, I think he's got to play out his career for sure. Uh, I've played with some legendary quarterbacks before, James, uh, and none of those guys thought that they've done it or they will do it by themselves. Uh, Now, collectively, if the Chiefs were coming out and saying, hey, yeah, as a team, we want to go undefeated this year, okay, that might be different. Uh, but certainly Patrick Mahomes, even with a microphone in his face, I mean, these are pretty strong, uh, if you ask me. I, I'm totally with you, Pritch. I, it's not going to happen. They are not going to run the table and go undefeated. I don't think any teams will. You're talking about will the team go 17-0, and 0, whether it's the Chiefs or anybody else. I, it's 18-1. These are long shots for a reason because it rarely happens. And add an extra game on here, I don't see it. But as far as for Mahomes, young player and terrific player, Hall of Fame, yeah, I'm right there with you. He needs to play this out, and we need to see him. Uh, he's, he's only in the, uh, the league for just a few years, but has the talent. 
talent to be there. And I think the, the mindset, too, although those comments are kind of interesting as far as where, where is that coming from and what was the context of how that was, how that was put to him. But I, I think ultimately it, they're not going to go undefeated. I don't know if they're – I don't think they're going to get back to the Super Bowl either, even though it won't be because of Mahomes and his poor play. I think it's going to be more so the issues that we're going to see on the defensive side for the Kansas City Chiefs Yeah, I mean, I know where the comments came from. I mean, he's one game away from going to Super Bowls every year he started. Uh, And so he's looking at his career that way, which, you know, he should. But, I mean, those are still some strong comments, even though he's been that good of a player or that great of a player at quarterback. Young fella, the league's not that soft. It's, <laughs> right. you know, he's just confident. And I appreciate the confidence. Right? Yeah. I appreciate the confidence. And he is a very confident kid, very capable kid. And he's a good leader for that mm-hmm. team, too. So it's definitely it's not something where he's he's trying to, you know, he's not going to alienate himself from, from the rest of his team because it is a team sport, like you were saying. But, uh, you know, young fella and got humbled. Maybe he got humbled a little bit and just finding another way to, to seek some motivation to, to roll into this season. But, yeah, that, as far as them going undefeated or any, team Pritch for that matter in the NFL for this year or most any year it's not something I would be betting if anything it might be will a team go 0-17 first one pops to mind is going to be the Houston Texans I don't know are they if they don't have Deshaun Watson at right. quarterback this year are they going to win a game that's 14-1 that I don't know a team going 0-17 <laughs> is 14-1 right now that's probably the better bet than anybody going defe- oh, going undefeated would be winless, but it would only be Houston that would be out there for me as far as the Texans are concerned uh, to go und- to, to go winless because that franchise is a mess. I hear you. Game 7, NHL, doesn't get any better than that. Paul Bruno, Rotowire senior hockey writer, will join the program. He's coming up next. any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Check out replays of all the shows, including Follow the Money, A Numbers Game, My Guys in the Desert, and Lombardi Line with VSIN Best Bets. Download Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, Long Shots Gone Racing, and the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. They are all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard, your host from Vegas. You're the host, James Salinas, is out in Denver, Colorado. Happy to bring on to the program Paul Bruno, Rotowire senior hockey writer and podcast host. Paul, how are you today? You left out Arden Maple Leaf fan, Mike. I'm dying here waiting for this game to start. You know what? I, I know you want to get there, too, but that's, that's going to happen, I mean, in terms of fans. And so the dynamic here for the Leafs, uh, Game 7, they've had opportunities to close out before, but you would love to see fans be there to support them. They're minus 200 out here in Vegas, five and a half is the total. Uh, how do you see this game going down? I know you're a fan of the Leafs, but uh, they're up against it here with the Canadians. They certainly are. The Canadians have been able to extend the series with consecutive overtime wins that both need uh, came after the Leafs erased three and two goal deficits, dominating play in the second half of both games. But Mike, the problem is they've ultimately lost on bad turnovers in both cases, and they haven't played well with a lead uh, in a while. And and the Canadians, in fact, 
have never come from behind in the series. So I think the first goal tonight is is of paramount importance. Give the Canadians credit for extending this thing to seven games. The Leafs are going to be hampered by the fact they're missing Tavares and Muzzin, key parts of their team. But I still think they have enough tools in the toolbox to take care of business. But the big boys have to show up tonight. It should be noted that the Leafs have outscored the Habs by a 17-11 count on the series and that Montreal, as I said, has never trailed in a game. So Let's watch for that first goal and see if uh, the Canadians continue to have that first period mastery. But I think at least score first, they could roll and it could be a big score for them. Paul, I wanted to get your perspective on, you talked about the captain, John Tavares, going out and with that 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 brutal injury that he suffered with the concussion in game one. Now, for the next three games, Toronto won those three games and not sure what how much of an impact it was because they won those last three games, but now haven't been able to close out the last two games. How do you see his impact of him not only not being on the ice out there tonight as far as a playmaker goes, but also he's the captain. And those are difficult. Those are the intangibles that sometimes are difficult to replace how does that impact the Leafs going into this game with all the pressures squarely on Toronto? It does have a significant impact. They have a nice, a great one to punch at center when Tavares is in the lineup, but there's no shortage of leadership in the room. They've got the oldsters, Spezza and the uh, and, uh, big jumbo Joe Thornton there, who are going to be big, big spokesmen at the beginning of this game in the dressing room to get the boys ready. This is one of the big reasons why those guys are in the lineup. And Zach Wigosian is a year removed from winning the Stanley Cup in Tampa, so they've got no shortage of leadership types that will step in and try to fill the void of John John Tavares' voice as a leader. But uh, it's hard to replace John John's uh, presence on the ice. They've done so, as you suggested, in winning those three straight games. But they need somebody to rise up with the big boys to be the decisive factor tonight. I believe. Absolutely, uh, it seems like it's just all in the psyche there for the Leafs, uh, Paul. Because I mean, what 04? I'm sure they're hearing that. Uh, getting to the second round. And then on top of this, uh, the opportunities to close out Montreal has not happened. Uh, they can outshoot, they can outplay, they can out-execute, uh, but they got to get the win. And uh, so all that pressure mounting too, uh, it seems like a uh, tall order out there for the uh, Maple Leafs right now. No question. And people are saying that the biggest roadblock they have is Carey Price. But guys, I'm a season ticket holder of the Leafs, and I can tell you in the last few years that I've been going there, there's been a, at least a couple of games where Mr. Price has been pulled because he got shelled early by the Maple Leafs offense. And I think tonight could be another one of those situations because everybody's saying, oh, he's going to come through, he's going to come through. I think the Leafs offense is going to show up tonight and make it a miserable night for, for him and Montreal fans everywhere. Pauls, let's talk about another team that has the propensity to score. We're talking about the Boston Bruins hosting game two against the Islanders. Now, close game. for It was back and forth game for the first two periods. And then with, with Pasternak really getting the hat trick and really pulling away in that third period. I'm just curious about your perspective for this game going in tonight. Boston is a sizable favorite, a two-to-one favorite, laying $2 to win this game here. I'm just curious about Barry Trotz and what is coach going to – what kind of adjustments can you see coming out of the Islanders in particular against that first line for the Bruins tonight? Well, for my money, guys, Trotz is the defensive guru of the NHL among coaches, and you're going to believe he's going to have his uh, Bullock and Pellick defense pair out there as much as he can against the, the Islanders' top line. I don't know that they have the measure of the defensive forwards to, to offset them, so it'll be that defensive pairing that gets a lion's share of the shifts going head-to-head with uh, the perfection line tonight, and that's the key matchup in this game. And they're also hoping on their side that their number one center, Barton Barzal, shows up. He's been a no-show in the postseason, guys, with a 
just a handful of assists in seven games played and really a footnote in any of the Islander victories. He hasn't been a big part of it at all. Brock Nelson has been the guy that's carried the mail for the Islanders in terms of offense, and his second line has really done more than their share of holding up the offensive end. Paul, we saw the start of the Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche, uh, their series. Um, Golden Knights did not look uh, ready for that game, to put it nicely. Uh, but the Avs in that front line that they have, I don't know if the Golden Knights have any type of solution for that moving forward. But uh, that game one situation, was that just uh, a game one situation with a rested team, or are the Golden Knights in trouble here? Well, you know what, if that line, they don't have a perfection line nickname yet for that line, but if what's better than perfection, they looked amazing getting five goals. But, uh, guys, I think the Golden Knights almost punted away game one, the way that they went into it. They put in Robin Leonard instead of a weary Marc-Andre Fleury who played all seven games, but that meant that Leonard hadn't played in about two weeks. And the rust showed early on, and I think that, that it affected the mindset of the Golden Knights. They fell behind early and often in that first frame. It was a grueling seven-game first series against, uh, against their opposition while Colorado rolled in four against St. Louis. So that was a reason for the disparity uh, in the way the energy uh, level of both teams uh, opened up the series. But look at the eight games late in the regular season, fellas. They split the games and... Uh, now, there's a bit of a break in the schedule, an oddity. Uh, normally in the playoffs, you go every second night, but we have a three-day break, and you can bet that the uh, visitors have will have a chance to collect their breath, and I think you're going to see a much, much better Las Vegas club. And uh, at the beginning of this series, I, I was thinking it was going to be a seven-game set. I have no reason to doubt that that will be the case. And I do think that while the Avs top line went nuts in that game, I think that the, the, the Knights will be a good opponent and, and a worthy opponent before this all said and done. Yeah, I agree with you yeah. on that one. Uh, I, I think, Paul, uh, a lot of factors played into that game. One situation uh, with the Avs and the Golden Knights. Enjoy the game this evening, Paul. I know you will. You know, you'll know if I did. Put it that way. <laughs> Absolutely. There he is, Paul Bruno, uh, Rotowire senior hockey writer and podcast host. Uh, outstanding job right there. Coming up next uh, on the program, uh, we get back to some NBA discussion uh, as well as some Major League Baseball. A couple games to preview. That's coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. 
This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. One Game Parlay is an exciting feature designed to help you make selections within a single game from over 400 bet types. You can make One Game Parlay bets on upcoming MLS and NBA games with more sports coming soon. Log into your BetMGM account and create the parlay of your dreams. Sign up today and make your first bet risk-free up to $600 using bonus code VSEN600. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years old. Located in Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Excludes Michigan. Dissociated persons, please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana and Tennessee. Call or text the red line, 800-889-9789. Welcome back to the program. It's Betting Across America. We are presented by BetMGM. Mike Pritchard, James Salinas with you today. James, finishing up our final thoughts on these games today. Um, you know, 76ers, Wizards, I think a lot of people are looking forward to 76ers to kind of close this one out. Uh, this game got bet up. Uh, it's up to nine, I believe, right now here in Vegas, James. And um, it, when you see situations like that, too, a favorite become a heavier favorite on the road. Road favorites have been doing well so far, too. Uh, this total 230, I guess that's the only uh, angle I'm interested in. I know you talked about team totals, uh, but your final thoughts on this matchup for tonight. Too big a number for me, Pritch, here with the Sixers. They, they're they going to close them out and finish this, but are they going to win? And they win by 10 points here. Uh, I would suspect if I was going to – if I had to choose a side, I'd choose the Sixers' side and lay the number as mm. opposed to taking a Wizards team that just can't get stops. And that's where you look at, well, if you're going to take a, a, a team, a home dog in this sense here, can't, is this a team that I trust to be able to get stops? And it's not. I just don't trust the Wizards for four quarters to be able to consistently tr- muster up any kind of defense, especially – you're. 
thinking about Embiid, and as long as Embiid is fully is engaged fully, and I suspect the Sixers will be. Doc Rivers has been there and done that as far as a championship coach. He knows if this is a championship caliber team, they got it. It's not just the performance on the floor; it's going to be the championship mentality rolling into games like this. No let up here. Let's we we've got this series squarely in hand. Let's go finish. Let's go handle our business and finish the job. And no let up from a physical standpoint, a psychological standpoint. But I'm not going to lay nine in this spot. It's just too big of a number, especially if it does start to get away. Who's going to be on the court? And that's where I kind of stayed away from any of the player props, too. Just feeling like, well, if it does if it does start to get out of hand, that's going to impact the player props there. We're just not seeing how many minutes folks are going to play out there on the court. So I think it's, it's sixers or nothing for me. But ultimately, Pritch, it's going to be nothing. I'm not going to get involved with this game. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that one. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why the, the number got bet up the way that it did, uh, certainly. But um, from a player prop standpoint, I'm not going to be on anybody in this game uh, as, as well. Uh, I'm going to take some intel on this one because, to me, Washington, uh, they can fold. Uh, I think they could fold. Westbrook's not the best playoff player, if you know what I mean there. And um, for the, him to step up uh, in a big way along with Beal, I just, that just seems so unlikely to me right now. And Beal, he looked tight that last game, that second half. He just looked like he was starting to run out of gas. And at this point here, he's been dealing with a number of injuries, as has Westbrook. And I think for a first half, maybe that might right. be the angle. I, I don't even want to take him first half, though. I don't want anything to do with Washington because you're right. It, not that they're, they're, they're competitors, but when it gets to, down to it and they start to fall behind and they know clearly that they're overmatched and the series isn't going to go beyond this game, they'll want to give that competitive effort early. But can they sustain that? against the Philadelphia team that can get stops and will be as long as they're engaged and committed to defending tonight. They can get stops whenever they need to. I think that's where we talked about the Bradley Beal point. I think it was 30 and a half. If I was going to play any of those props, it would probably be Beal to score less than 30 and a half. Not sure where this game is going to go. It may get out of hand. He may not see the floor. Plus the fact that it's just been a grind of a season for all these players. And think about Washington and the injuries that Bradley Beal has had to deal with all season long. Uh, this might be the game to give a, a give a good effort for the first half, call it a good second half, running out of gas. That's probably where I would go under the point total, 30 and a half for Bradley Beal. Okay, then the next matchup, uh, Utah and the Grizzlies. I think we talked about this one from a side standpoint, uh, team total standpoint, as well as player props. Uh, I think that's the way we're going in this direction with this game. Looking at the total, especially the team total for Utah, I was trying to pull this back up here, but it was what two fourteen and a half. I think was where that was sitting at, I, or one fourteen and a half for yeah. Utah. It's juiced to the over a little bit. It's sitting at a dollar thirty right now. What I'm seeing with because there's alternate totals here, but I think at a dollar thirty, I'd be willing to lay that price with the over to get to one fifteen. I think they're going to be able to continue to do what they what they've been doing, spreading the floor, getting open looks, and I think that's the biggest key for. Utah. Utah. They share the ball so well. Their offensive sets really, do, they're great at spacing the floor and, and flaring out to open spots with, with the drive. With Now with Donovan Mitchell coming back and more minutes again the other night. Didn't shoot particularly well, but now he's another game under his belt, getting out there and getting healthy. Same thing for Conley. I think Conley, we talked about his point total or his assist total, actually, seven and a half. I like his assist total to go over. I think Conley's going to be able to facilitate tonight. Plenty of open 
looks for Utah. I think they're going to score. They're they're going to 115 to be able to get to 115. I really feel confident about that with the Jazz being able to put the ball in the basket. Plenty of open looks to go around for a team that shoots the ball very well and shares the ball very well. Right, and and they're getting healthy. Probably one of the healthier teams. Uh, and yep. the NBA right now from, from a team standpoint. Uh, and then the, the, the whole contingent, too. Uh, and the complementary nature that they play basketball, James. I mean, just a complete team. They've been that way the entire season. Yeah, outside of being able to score in the post, Gobert's there for right. defense. He's not going to be a post presence offensively. But as far as their, you know, their four out offense that they'll run and five out when they'll pull Gobert out to to run a lot of ball screens out high. I think that's where it's, it, they are so difficult to guard because they do. It, it's even though Mitchell, when it comes crunch time, and he made that happen, it was a tight game with about four minutes to go in that fourth quarter, one point game. I think the Grizzlies finally actually got a one point lead at some point late in the game, and then Donovan Mitchell stepped up, knocked down. A couple big shots, that big three as the buzzer was going down with the shot clock. Huge three that he nailed and knocked down there. Uh, just the confidence that he brings, his shot-making ability. Did not shoot the ball well in the game, mm-hmm. but when it mattered, Donovan Mitchell stepped up and knocked it down. I, I do. I, I like the Jazz. I, I would probably be inclined to go that side. I don't, I'm not going to get involved with the side there. Five and a half on the road is too much for me, but uh, the point total for sure, Utah is going to they're going to score early. They're going to score often. They're going to eclipse that 114.5 team total. Yeah, Mitchell came out firing too after that layoff. I mean, no rust at all, certainly for uh, Donovan Mitchell. Uh, going back to baseball, uh, Oakland, Seattle. Oakland's on top right now, 1-0. Uh, other games that we're looking at, James, the Nationals at the Braves. Um, you got the Braves at home, minus 185, 8.5 to total in this game. Looking at, I was looking at the, the the pitching matchup here, and not so much that Joe Ross is a bet on for me as far as the the Nationals pitcher is concerned. He has pitched better the last couple starts. He's actually done pretty well on the road. He's only he hasn't allowed more than two earned runs in five out of his six road starts. Braves lineup a little uh, interesting things going on with the lineup. I'm just going to leave it there for the Braves right now. But with Ross going in there and with Morton, Morton's actually had he started off slow, but he got his arm stretched. Out, he's pitched very well. His last two starts, two quality starts, back-to-back starts, 13 innings total, one earned run, 17 Ks, and just two walks in those last two starts here against the Nationals team. This team just can't string it together. They can't hit Pritchett Soto and everybody and and no one else right now. And even he's had to deal with some injuries, and the team had to deal with COVID early on too. I'm looking at the first five. I did find a to- team total first five. You know, I'm staying away from bullpens here, even though I do like the Nats bullpen. I'm gonna just gonna play the under total. First five under five. I did have to pay juice for it at a dollar twenty, but I I just think for for Morton getting himself acclimated. He's got his arms stretched out pitching well lately. And then with Ross, not that this is a bet on player here, but I just don't think the Nationals are going to be able to string too many hits together against Morton. Taking five, bet the under for the team or for collective for the first five under. I did lay the juice at a dollar twenty. Okay, another game standing out: uh, the Cardinals at the Dodgers. Total seven. Uh, Dodgers minus 185 at home. Dodgers have to get themselves right. Got, right. got to get get over that. You know, they played their rival Giants and lost the last three games and really looked bad doing it. In particular, the the pitching, starting pitching, bullpen especially. The bullpen for the Dodgers has just been a concern all season long, and they've lived up to those expectations about not being trustworthy here. And yeah, those last three games gave up 24 runs in those three losses to the Giants over the weekend. Now you get to have Bauer out there, and you know what kind of bulldog he is. He always brings an edge with him to the mound. I like it, and. and 
and he takes it, right? He'll give it, and he'll also take it, too. So good-natured approach from that perspective. Was kind of looking at, and with Flaherty here coming on the other side, now I know Flaherty's put up some pretty good, really some strong numbers this season, but you also have to look at who he's been facing. We just talked about the some of the lineups he's faced. We just talked about the Nationals, who are struggling to hit the baseball. He's faced the Nationals twice. Out of his 10 starts, he got the Nationals twice. He got the, he got the Pirates twice. Had Miami, doesn't hit the ball very well. Neither is Milwaukee. And then in Bush Stadium there in St. Louis, got to face the Rockies, who don't beat anybody on the road. So it's been pretty favorable matchups so far for Flaherty this season. Now, he has pitched pretty well against the current Dodgers lineup in the past. But here, I think this is a hungry Dodgers team that needs to get the, get over, to get that bad taste out of their mouth from San Francisco over the weekend getting worked. I think here where I was looking at, I'm not going to lay this big price with Trevor Bauer, but staying away from the Dodgers bullpen, I did find uh, for a minus a half a run here. So the Dodgers got to have the lead through the first five, laying just $1.15, 15 cents juice here. I'm going to take the Dodgers laying a half a run in the first five. Yeah, it's time for Bauer to kind of step up here, lead the charge, if you will. He's the one that said, okay, I went to the Dodgers to win. Uh, look, the Dodgers aren't out of it uh, by any means. Right. Uh, but, you know, the psyche, their confidence might be shaken a little bit. Uh, so an outstanding performance by Bauer might help out the Dodgers right now. Yeah, and that's where I'm going with this. But I don't want to – I can't bet the uh, – it's too much juice for me to lay for first five just to have it for – even if it's a push. It was like $1.75. Too much juice for me to lay. That's why I'm laying half a run. Got to have the lead after five innings here. Flaherty on the mound. Been pitching well, like I said, but it's been pretty weak competition that he's faced for the most part this yeah. season. Great job, James. Good luck with everything. Uh, enjoy the rest of the evening. Thanks. Same to you. Have fun tonight. It's going to be exciting, especially Game 7 Toronto. Let's get it. <laughs> That's right. Looking forward to every game uh, on the schedule this evening. Coming up next right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, my guys in the desert. They're coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.